Hi, I'm Pamela Carvel. Welcome to my second podcast. Just to tell you a little about myself first, I am a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, otherwise known as NLP. I've worked with that all for well over 10 years now. I'm also a qualified nutrition advisor, although originally by profession, I am a marketer, having done a BSc Honours in Management Sciences at Manchester Uni. Um, and that, that stood me in good stead because I had to, as part of that, study things like um, psychology and customer behaviour and such like, hence a sort of a, a lifetime of, of interest in some of these topics. So um, this podcast is about self-discipline and I was prompted to think about self-discipline when I saw a, a, a tweet with a video from a guy called Paul McGee. Now, he's an author and a motivational speaker and his Twitter handle is at the sumo guy, as in S-U-M-O, as in sumo wrestlers. So it's at the sumo guy. And it, it made me reflect upon the fact that self-discipline is probably more important than we realise. And therefore I'd like to perhaps hopefully through this podcast, help to inspire other people to reflect on this too. Because there's a lot of information out there about achieving goals. There are a lot of motivational speakers, books, content. There's a lot about gratitude, about keeping a journal. And yet there's still a lot of people failing at what they set out to do. And I think the biggest single reason for that is lack of self-discipline. So hopefully in these uh, few minutes, I can talk a little about that and perhaps help you achieve your goals better by applying some self-discipline. So what is self-discipline? Well, the first definition that cropped up when I googled it, I don't like at all, and that is the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. Now, I don't like that as a definition because it's negative. It's, it's almost implying that self-discipline is, is not a nice thing or it's a very tough thing. Um, when we should revel in self-discipline, we should celebrate self-discipline. So, slightly better definition from the Cambridge Dictionary is the ability to make yourself do things when you should, even if you don't want to do them. So I like that a little bit more because often you are using self-discipline to, to make yourself do something. Um, but again, I have a slight problem with that because if you really care about the goals you're trying to achieve, then you actually do want to do them. See what I mean? So the, the definition I liked best uh, was from the Collins Dictionary, which is the ability to behave in a certain way without needing anyone else to tell you what to do. And for obvious reasons, I, I quite like that definition. But my personal definition is that self-discipline is doing what you need to do when you need to do it to achieve your goals. Fairly straightforward. I don't believe that you can achieve 
any form of goal without self-discipline. Now, there's a consensus if you consensus if you do research self-discipline that it is a a learned skill. In other words, it's not something that you're born with. Even though some people do give the impression of having been born with self-discipline. Now, I can speak personally on that in that I believe you learn it from the, the minute you know you're born, in that you watch those closest to you around you, and you either pick up on self-discipline, or sadly you may not be surrounded by people with self-discipline. I was very fortunate in that my father, who's sadly no longer with us, but probably had the greatest self-discipline of, of anyone I know. Um, funny little story of, of course, my father used to smoke like many people of his generation, and the minute they published research saying it was bad for your health and could cause cancer, well, he stopped. And he couldn't understand why everybody else couldn't just stop like he did because they'd found out it was bad for your health. So he had amazing self-discipline. And I guess I was very fortunate in that I saw a man who got up early in the morning, was positive, was motivated, was focused, was goal-driven. Um, and therefore, I also saw the an experience rather than just saw the, the benefits, the direct benefits of being self-disciplined. So I was very fortunate, and I guess there are people who grow up without those around them showing self-discipline, and, and therefore it must be tough. So I do feel very privileged in a way that, that self-discipline was, I guess, experienced by me. It was also drummed into me, because if you have parents like that, of course they do expect you to apply their standards, you know, whether it's to your school homework or getting up in the morning, getting yourself to school. Um, so yes, I've benefited from that. Some people aren't that fortunate and therefore they very much have to, to learn self-discipline. Interestingly, um, there's a survey that's conducted every so often in America called Stress in America. And that identifies lack of willpower which is a, potentially another name for self-discipline, being the biggest barrier to making healthy lifestyle changes. In other words, if you don't have self-discipline, then how can you make those lifestyle changes that you want to make? I could also say if you don't have self-discipline, then how can you achieve what you want to in, in business or in any other area of your personal life? Now, strangely, in that same survey, people believed that what they needed to have better self-discipline was more leisure time. So they believed that they lacked self-discipline because they didn't have enough time. Now, I find that a very interesting concept because my experiences of self-discipline growing up well, that it had nothing to do with time. You know, my, my, my father was a man who was constantly on the go, constantly busy. Um, he certainly had no spare time, but he had oodles and oodles of self-discipline. However, reading that made me think, of course, working with NLP, neuro-linguistic neuro programming, there is a philosophy in that, that to make conscious decisions, you do need to slow down your thought processes. 
And obviously slowing something down takes a little bit more time, but when it comes to thought processes, we're talking seconds. So I can accept the concept of if you slow down your thought processes, you can then make different conscious decisions, which will hopefully be the decisions that show you have self-discipline in terms of reaching your goals. And of course, I do also accept that it takes time to learn new behaviour. So I don't agree with people needing more leisure time to have more self-discipline, but it takes you time to learn any new behaviour. And obviously, sometimes that new behaviour requires self-discipline, which you also need to practice. So it, it is an investment in time, but I don't think you need more time to develop self-discipline. You just need to be a little more conscious of the choices you're making so that you learn new behaviour. Because the more deeply ingrained new behaviour becomes, the less self-discipline you need. So, you know, if you're one of those people that gets up at six o'clock every day and couldn't imagine starting the day without going to the gym, you probably found that difficult to start off with, but it becomes a way of life. So that self-discipline can help you change your behaviour and create a routine that then becomes routine behaviour. And therefore you stop needing as much self-discipline. You still need a certain amount of it. Um, now, I read a very interesting article in Forbes magazine by a psychotherapist called Amy Morin, spelt M-O-R-I-N, about self-discipline. And she suggests six strategies to increase your self-discipline. And I have to say, I don't agree with all of them. But there's a couple that I do. And the first one is to practice tolerating emotional discomfort. And that's a fascinating thought, isn't it? I'll say it again. Practice tolerating emotional discomfort. Now, I think that's because when you start using self-discipline in an area that's, that's new, of course, it feels very uncomfortable. And that is especially the case emotionally because you are fearful of, of failing, of the self-discipline not, not working, so to speak. And you're also fearful of even not being able to muscle up the self-discipline required. So there's a lot of emotional discomfort involved if you're going to develop your self-discipline. But the strategy that I most like of hers, which I totally agree with, is the importance of visualising the long-term rewards. In other words, by using your self-discipline, what is it you want to achieve? Now, in my father's case, he wanted to become a self-made millionaire. And that's totally what he achieved. He became a self-made millionaire, a man with, with no education worth talking about. Um, that's what he did. Now, to me, this is most important because you need to be able to see, hear, feel, imagine, visualise what it is you want. 
And the more powerfully you can visualise what the long-term rewards or goals are of your self-discipline, then, of course, the more likely you are to make the right choices. In fact, your, your subconscious mind will make the right choices on a second-by-second basis that will help you achieve those rewards and those goals. So I think also that if you can visualise the rewards that you want and the goals that you want to achieve, that also helps you pause for a second to consciously make the right choices and to do that for long enough until that becomes automatic. Classic cases, you know, I have a weakness for chocolate. I spent years of my life where I couldn't say no to chocolate no matter what. And once I started a bar or a packet, I couldn't stop. Well, guess what now? I'm one of those people that annoys other people in that I can have one square of a bar of chocolate and I'm happy. I don't need to finish the box, the bar, the whatever. Um, so that's now become very deeply ingrained in me. But it's taken years and years of, of hard work to reach that point. So it does require hard work to develop self-discipline, especially in areas that may be alien to you. I have amazing self-discipline in some areas, but but not in others. Now, I think that self-discipline does exist hand in hand with some other characteristics, namely ambition. That's what makes people want to be self-disciplined is because they have ambitions they want to achieve. I also think that focus is very important because if you can focus on the long-term rewards or your goals or how you want to feel, then you're more likely to be self-disciplined. Similarly, I think that persistence and resilience are also important traits to have within you for you to be self-disciplined. And then the other final, I guess, thing that I think goes hand in hand with self-discipline is a strong work ethic. Now, again, I was very fortunate in that my father had the best work ethic of anybody I've ever met. And he had that until his late 70s. He, Even though he'd made his, his money, he didn't stop working. Um, and I believe I have, I've learned, I haven't inherited that, I've learned that from him. And I've taught my son a strong work ethic as well. So let's just think of a scenario where we need self-discipline. Let's say, you know, you want to get up at 6am and go to the gym for an hour. Well, the fact is that you need to find the way to motivate yourself to want to do it. Remember those earlier definitions I gave of self-discipline about not wanting to do the things? Preferably, you need to focus on why you want to do it. What are the, the things that will help you find that self-discipline? Now, to me, some of those things are, how will you feel later? Because trust me, if you go to the gym before you do anything else in the day, you're going to feel fantastic. Um, are there some podcasts you want to listen to while you're running on the treadmill or on the rowing machine? So are you, you know, multitasking and, and therefore getting a double benefit from that time? Could you focus on going for a nice coffee and, you know, perhaps a bite to eat with somebody afterwards? 
Um, I always used to, whenever I ran on a treadmill for half an hour, I'm always thinking about the chocolate muffin I'm going to eat afterwards because I've burned enough calories. Um, so make your goal matter enough to you that you can focus on it and therefore the self-discipline sort of comes more easily from deep within you. Also, think about your expectations of yourself because if you go to bed the night before thinking, oh, I want to get up at 6am to go to the gym, but I know I won't wake up and I know I won't feel like it when I wake up. Oh, and it'll be an effort to put my gym stuff on. Oh, and then my car might not start. Oh, and the gym might be full when I get there and I might not be able to use the machines I want to. Guess what? If you're in that mindset, you're going to be seriously lacking in the self-discipline department the following morning. However, if the night before you focus on the fact that you are going to wake up full of energy, full of motivation, and you are going to look forward to going to the gym, no matter what obstacles, you will get there, you will enjoy your workout, and you will feel fantastic afterwards. Well, guess what? The self-discipline is going to be much easier to, to, to find and to, to find within you. Also, it's those small accomplishments that help you to develop self-discipline. So perhaps initially don't focus on waking up at six o'clock and going to the gym. Perhaps just focus for a week on waking up at six o'clock and getting out of bed straight away. In other words, then build on those small accomplishments. And again, perhaps don't initially go to the gym for a whole hour. In other words, just just build up gradually so that you're you're establishing within your own mind a track record of self-discipline. And like many things in life, once you establish that, that track record, it gets easier. Similarly, don't beat yourself up on the days that you lack self-discipline. Just refocus, rethink your goals, rethink what it is you know, that you want in terms of long-term rewards and focus on the small achievements. So that, that's my thoughts on, on self-discipline. I genuinely believe that we all need self-discipline more, probably more than we need many of the other things to achieve our long-term goals. So my name's Pamela Carvel, as I said at the start. If you did enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to my podcast or leave a review or, or share it with your colleagues. I do also have a blog and the title of that is Happy Hypno, as in happy, H-A-P-P-Y, and then H-Y-P-N-O dot WordPress dot com. And obviously any constructive comments will be gratefully received because I am very new to podcasting. So thank you for listening.